You're listening to the L&L Sports Talk Podcast, Podcast 3. We're also live on Facebook Live, taking any questions or comments that might come our way. Uh, big week of college football this weekend. It's uh, Labor Day, Monday. Uh, we're going to go over the three games that we uh, previewed. Uh, we're going to go over um, the stat lines, the game recap of each game, and uh, what we think's going to what we think's going to happen in week two. Uh, as always, I'm joined with Levi Wilson. How's it going? Yeah, we're going to get started real quick. Uh, first thing, first game we're going to cover was last night, LSU Miami. That was a that was a shocker to me. <laughs> not me. <laughs> yeah, not well. Little. I didn't think it was going to be a dominant performance by LSU, but nonetheless, uh, let's see here. I'm going back to my notes from last week. Uh, I had uh, the the spread was two and a half when we picked. Uh, I had LSU winning twenty to seventeen. Uh, Levi had Miami winning. You remember your final score on that game? Twenty four twenty. Twenty four to twenty. So. Now we were both expecting a uh, we were both expecting a low scoring game, and we got that out of Miami, but not out of LSU. Their offensive line dominated the defensive line of Miami. Um, LSU's defensive line dominated the offensive line of Miami. That's where so, the games were won too, in the so. trenches exactly, yeah. uh, and that's what really surprised me. You know, I mean, I figured Mark Rick would have the team clicking, going, getting ready. You know, just like he did with Georgia when he was there. Um, but I guess that's history. Uh, Joe Burrows, the uh, transfer from Ohio State, is game one uh, with LSU. He was real pedestrian with 11 for 24 game, 140 yards. Um, did most of his damage on first down passing. I think his, I think he was four for seven for 70 yards passing on first down, which really kept the defense honest. Uh, the uh, the running back, Brissett, he uh, 22 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns, with a big chunk of that coming on a 50-yard uh, touchdown. Uh, and on that 50-yard touchdown, if you saw with five seconds on the play clock, Joe Burrows made the check yeah. and swapped it to the left side of the line. He felt he saw that safety blitz coming. This kid just got the LSU in the spring, right? Yeah. LSU and graduate transfer. He's making checks at the line, changing the plays. Yeah. You know, that, 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 I'll tip your cap to that kid. I mean, he did a great job with that, made a great read, and it ended up being a 50-yard touchdown run. Uh, LSU's halftime score was 27-3. to three. Yes, dominant. That, that tells you how dominant they were. Um, you had a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, you had a... A pick six right there in the second quarter um, by uh, Phil, Jacob Phillips uh, for LSU. That was a, you know, 20 to seven. I mean, 20 to three going into half times. I mean, that's a big enough deficit, but then you would throw in a pick six, 27 to three, and LSU took their foot off the gas after that. Uh, Miami, yeah. You know, that's whenever running backs started getting most of their yards, they were get, getting fed the ball. Every, after every play, and they'd only throw on throwing downs, third yeah. and longs. And Burroughs, he said wasn't open. He made a couple of good runs, kept the drives alive. A uh, couple of tough runs. You didn't see Miami's turnover chain in this game, which was big. Um, LSU won the turnover battle 2 to nothing with Rozier throwing two picks. Now, Rozier, 
He, he threw for 259 yards, one touchdown, two picks. One pick being a pick six. You, you can't do that. Um, Rozier went 15 for 35. That's, you know, I mean, LSU's got some dudes on defense, like I yeah. said, going into the game. About a 45% completion percentage. Yeah. But he was running for his life the entire game. Yeah, he was. And, I mean, if you, if you, can't, if you have happy feet in the pocket, you're not going to have good – Good outcome with completion. Miami outgained LSU 342 yards to 296. LSU outrushed Miami at 156 to 83, which I think you're going to see a common trend in the three games we're talking about. Every team that won the rushing yards uh, won the game. So uh, on the money down, which is third down, LSU was three for 16. Um, LSU did not win this game with their offense. No, they did not. <laughs> they no, didn't. it really wasn't. They no. didn't. They, they made plays when they were supposed to. Yes. Uh, Miami actually went 6 for 16 on third down, which is not great. But but you got to think, most of those third downs were third and 10-plus yards. Yeah, that's true. Because of the quarterback, Razier, getting sacked or having to rush and getting blown up behind the line on a run play, on a draw or something. Yeah. I mean, they had no answer to the blitz or the front, what they were doing, the stunts. The O-line was completely – Completely out of this game for yeah. Miami. LSU's, uh, I mean, uh, Miami's had two sacks, eight tackles for loss. Uh, they didn't, they've never turned LSU over. LSU's defense, uh, they're pretty stout. They, uh, they had four sacks, six tackles for loss, and lived in the backfield all, you know, for the majority of the game. Um, yeah, Joe Burrows was eleven twenty-four. Yeah. And most of his completions came on big throws. Yeah. I mean, big third down throws. I mean, the running backs for LSU put the points on the board. Burroughs kept the drives alive with those clutch throws on third and long. That's true. Just some stats to take away. Uh, Jeff Thomas for Miami had five receptions for 132 yards. Uh, He looked good. Um, The one passing touchdown that Rozier had was – High Towers only catch of the night. It was a it was a good catch. It, it was, was his first career touchdown. Wasn't yeah, it? it was a one. He had one reception for thirty two yards and a touchdown. Great uh, catch. Hit him yeah. right on the face mask. Yeah, Miami's always yeah. got some receivers, tight yeah. ends. Um, just going down here, Justin Jefferson for LSU led the way with eighty one yards and five receptions. But uh, the story of the game was how do you replace. Uh, you know, guys from last year, and then Fournette the year after. It's just next man up. Uh, Bro said had 22 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns. He was the story of the game with a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, now going back to last week, um, one of us did predict LSU to win this game. The other one did not. Uh, Dalton, SEC West. I'm doubting Ed Orgeron. That's what I was doubting. In a, in a transfer, graduate transfer quarterback that couldn't play where he came from. Well, anyway. That's what I was doubting. So, Luke is 1-0 um, against the spread and 1-0 um, head-to-head. We'll go ahead and put that down here. All right. Levi is 0-1 That's head-to-head and 0-1 nice. against the spread. Now, let's go to our next game. That'll be Bama and Louisville. Uh, I think most people – Knew what the quarterback. It was not. It wasn't a controversy. Two is your two is your man. Yeah, and with you know Saban, he already came out and said today that two is going to start against Ole Miss. But Hurts is still going to play. Uh, I don't know why Hurts is even playing. When you start playing Alabama fans, when you start playing teams like Georgia, Al, uh, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi two, State, Mississippi State, two is going to be in there all four quarters. Yeah. There's no way he's going to put Jalen in. Unless it's like a goal line situation where he just wants him to pound it. If he gets hurt, oh well, it wasn't Tua. 
you know. So, and I think he got a little gun shy too after uh, Tua threw his first touchdown pass, and he got the air knocked out of him. Yeah. I think Saban got a little worried about Tua getting hurt first game of the year in a game that he had won before the season even started. Yeah. And so that got him gun shy. That's probably why he played Hurts as much as he did. Uh, Mac Jones got some playing time too, just about the whole fourth quarter. He looked he looked good. This was a typical um, Bama win to me. You scored on offense. You scored on defense. You scored on special teams. You out-athleted. The the other team, which you know, I mean, they they can do yeah. that in every game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's part of that's part of Alabama's process. Yeah, you know, get the best athletes, and they they do a great job with that. Yeah, they did. You had a uh, you had two going twelve for sixteen, two hundred twenty seven yards, two touchdowns. Both of them was to uh, Jerry Judy, uh, passing. He he ran another one in. Um, Josh Jacobs had a long. 77-yard kick return touchdown on special teams. Anytime you can get touchdowns on defense for special teams, that's huge. Yeah, Waddle. Yeah, yeah. Waddle was was ridiculous. He a freshman. He returned a punt return for a touchdown. They got called, called back. back for a yes. block in the back that wasn't even necessary. It yeah. wasn't even part of the play. The guy was already being blocked. Yeah, and he hit him in the back. Alabama fans need to be excited about. Uh, yeah, Waddle. Waddle. He well, is, yes, he's he's something to be excited about. Um, yeah. Uh, rushing, we'll just go through this. Alabama had 222 rushing yards. Um, Damian Harris had seven for 55. But Damian Harris, you know what you're going to get out of Damian Harris. Um, didn't yeah. really need him. You're getting five yards pop. Yeah, you didn't with, really need him. Yeah, 42 attempts. Uh, Josh Jacobs, six carries, 45 yards, touchdown. I love Josh Jacobs. Um, Najee Harris, eight carries, 30 yards, touchdown. Um like we said, you know, it was a quarterback controversy, but I felt like whoever it was could turn around and hand the ball off all night. Alabama yeah. was going to win this game. Hertz did um, attempt nine passes. He was five for nine, seven one, yards. One, he, he, I'm surprised he didn't get chewed out for. It was a third and three, and he made a check at the line and threw a 40-yard go route that he overthrew about 10 yards out of bounds. Yeah. And Saban, when they put the camera on, he said, why did you check out of that run? It's third down. Get the first down. We still have a drive live. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think Hurts was, you know, playing with his feelings showing on that one, uh, trying to trying to get some passing yards. You make him, make him look better to the team and on paper. But everybody knows, too, is the man. Uh, a key a – key, uh, a key stat in any game is third down conversions. Alabama went 10 for 15 on yes. third downs while holding Louisville 4 to 15 on third down. You you extend drives on offense, good things are going to happen, and you get off the field on defense, good things are going to happen. That's that's a that's a key stat in any game to me. Now, and one another stat that jumps out is first downs. Alabama had 21 first downs. Louisville had 19. So that tells me there that Alabama's having chunk yard plays, you yeah. know, 20-plus yarders. To where they're missing out on those first downs yes. you know, by gaining 25, 30 yards off of a run or a pass. And they also had a kick return touchdown and a, and a, a pick six. Yeah. That always helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, just going through here real quick, a couple of stats that I jotted down. Um, you had three sacks yesterday, uh, I mean, Saturday for Alabama, Isaiah Bugs. Dylan Moses and then two combined for a sack. It was Jennings and someone else. I, I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Uh, 11 tackles for loss. That's that's a big stat in any game. Um, and 24 players 
made tackles uh, for the Alabama defense. That's 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 big. That's that's rotating players in right yeah. there. Twenty twenty four tackles. Uh, twenty four players made at least one tackle. Penalty yards in this game were almost like the Auburn and Washington game. There was ten penalties called on Alabama for one hundred eleven yards. Eleven penalties called on Louisville for ninety three yards. That's just a sloppy. Sloppy game that you, you it just really, hate. It was really all weekend. Yeah, for, for it was. Every game that I watched, it was penalty after penalty, and the games drug out. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a weather delay. It was flags, yeah. penalties, something going on to drag the game out. If I'm seeing uh, the referee more than I'm seeing any other player on the team, on either team, it, it's just it takes it takes the flow of the game out. I guess you could say. Yeah. Overall, for me, you know, Tua did a great job. I mean, he can spin the ball. He can throw it anywhere. He can fit it into any tight window. He has great vision. The only thing that would scare me if I was an Alabama fan or for the Alabama fans was the rookie mistakes. His first touchdown pass, what was he doing? He was scrambling. And he just throws it in the back corner of the end zone, praying. He got lucky. Because if that defensive back just turned around instead of slip, instead of falling, that's that's pickoff. I mean, all day. (laughs) You know, and that would worry me just by based off his uh, inexperience in the game time. And that's why, to be honest, if I was saving, I'd keep him in. Keep him in. That way, he gets that experience. Yeah. And that's exactly that's all he needs. If he gets that experience, then you know he's going to be very difficult to beat in the following years. Total yards in this game: Alabama had five nineteen, Louisville had two sixty eight. Would you like to um, talk about your Heisman frontrunner, Puma Pass? I never said he was Heisman oh, frontrunner. Oh, okay. I never said that. I just said I was high on Puma Pass. I mean, he's <laughs> he's coming off. He's He was backup for Lamar Jackson. Sure. All right, and he is identical to him, you know, but whenever you got three or four guys rushing off the edge and your pocket collapse on you, there's nothing you can do. Even Lamar Jackson would have had a night like he did. I mean, he went 20 for 39 Yeah. against Alabama Secondary, which, you know, that's 50%. That's not and, bad. That's not bad against their secondary and against their front. This isn't a typical Alabama secondary, though. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, 252 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Yeah, so two picks. One, one of them was a pick six by Shane Carter. Um, let's see here. I mean, uh, and with those interceptions, I mean, you got to think. No, I mean, I'll give you this, though. Puma Bass, uh, Louisville only had 16 rushing yards all night. Yeah, that was sad. You can't, you can't do I that. I mean, you can't. I mean, that, their their longest run of the night was 11 yards. Who ran that? I don't know. One of their running backs. One of the running backs was Day Williams, or I can't remember. It was 26 carries total for 16 yards. You're not going to be successful doing that. No. They're not going to respect the run. They, they, you know, they just line up, pin their ears back, and go after the go after the quarterback. That's, yeah. Simple is as simple does. Uh, one player to note, um, Deontay Thompson for uh, Alabama, the safety. Yes. Next man up. He's another baller. Yeah. He, you think he's going to take over the makeup his yeah, he's, spot? He's nasty. He's, yeah. a, he's a good player. Um, yeah. We'll just go through this. Alabama had one turnover on offense. It was uh, Devontae Smith's fumble. Um, their kicker, Austin Jones, went one for two on field goals, hit a 39-yarder. And six for seven, and he missed an extra point. Mm. <laughs> you make a 39-yarder, you get the fans happy, then you miss a 20-yard extra point, and you're like, oh, my God. Louisville's uh, Kamari Everett had four receptions, 30 yards, two touchdowns. Good day against Alabama. 
Yeah. Uh, we'll go on. Uh, last week, I believe we both picked. Oh yeah, we both yeah. we picked, we both this picked game. Alabama to win this game. Okay, so that makes you one and one straight up. That's straight up. I'm one and one. One and one straight Luke up. Picked Alabama. He's two and zero oh straight up. Yeah. Uh, against the spread, I was expecting a little bit more protection, maybe a little bit more yardage from the quarterback running with Jawan Pass, but. Once you get behind so much, and the way that defense just collapsed the pocket, there's nowhere he could run because they didn't have to blitz. Uh, all their all their pressure came off their line. They didn't have to blitz hardly anything, and so that that takes away the quarterback's ability to run because you have those linebackers that are fast enough to run them down, stop them for a two three yard gain or even a loss. Uh, I believe I said Louisville was going to cover the spread. I think it was twenty four and a half. Yeah, it was. When and, we picked it, it was. Yeah, and they ended up getting beat by 33. Yeah. Yeah, 33. Is that right? I'm not, I'm not no. the mathematician. No, it was about 30, 37. <laughs> <laughs> 37. 37 points. Levi had Bama winning 41-24. to um, Bama scored 10 more points than he thought they were going to score. Louisville scored 10 less. So you're only 20 points well, off. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Pick six, but you know, or a kick return touchdown, probably. Oh, yeah, that too. But when you're talking Bama, you got to think that because they say that they do it every year, they're tough. You have to give them extra touchdown just for special teams or defense. Yeah, uh, Levi is one and one straight up, 0 and 2 against the spread right now. I had Bama covering and winning 45 to 10. Uh, and I I mean, I'll even say I said uh, they may not score a touchdown, so kudos to Louisville scoring two touchdowns. I'm two and zero against the spread, two and zero straight up. Yeah, kudos to Jawan Pass, first career start against Alabama. That's not a very good way to start off your year. No, it's not. Or your career. Two hundred fifty-two yards, two touchdowns, two picks. I mean, could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I'm still high on Puma Pass. We'll see what it does next week against the Cupcake. <laughs> yeah, we'll go on to uh, the Washington Auburn game. Um, we both watched this game. Good God, the it penalties. was ridiculous. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I feel like I needed to throw a flag. Yeah, they're time. still <laughs> probably reviewing a, a, a pass interference call yeah, or, or helmet, targeting helmet or something. Yes, yeah. I mean, it was. It's. I don't know if it's something that the NCAA's come out with the officiating, telling we got to be more more strict with our rules or penalties. Uh, we got to make sure we establish that week one. That way, by the time we get to the final three, four weeks of the regular season, and into the bowl bowl games, everything's already set. Everybody understands that these penalties are going to be thrown no matter way it, the way it looks or how, how bang-bang they are. Uh, but the first thing we're going to talk about, you know, this was a defensive juggernaut game. It was. It was, it it was, was, it was what everybody thought it would be. Yes, um, yeah. Everybody picked this game to be you know, a defensive struggle, uh, offensive struggle, defensive battle. Yeah, out of the gate now, Auburn, Auburn came out firing. Uh, Drove the ball right down the – well, they got a stop, got a good punt return from Ryan Davis, then drove the ball right down the field, yeah. hit Sal Canella in the back of the end zone for a uh, – A great back corner toss. Yeah, And catch. I mean, that's, I mean, 6'5", 235 pounds. He's a mismatch on any corner. Uh, he's going to out-jump anybody. So, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't go to him more later on into the game. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I believe we did try a few attempts. He had he had two or three drops on a couple of balls that he should have caught. But uh, first downs, Auburn had 27, Washington had 24. I mean, that right there. You look at that stat. You didn't watch this game. You automatically know. Wow, they were moving the ball down the field, but they just could not capitalize once they get down there. Yeah. 
I mean, uh, you know, Washington, they had, uh, was it two turnovers? Yeah, well, they threw one pick to Jamal. Uh, yeah, Jamal Dean. Jamal one, Dean. One-handed. Yeah, he had a broke hand. Yeah, great catch. And they had a fumble on a option. That was the play of the game. Yeah, that that right there was that was a great play by Nick Coe. Mm-hmm. Nick uh, Coe. And that saved that saved a touchdown probably. Saved points. Yeah, that, that was the third down. I mean that. It was at least a field goal. Uh, let's just go through the stats real quick. Stidham, 273 yards, touchdown. Cam Martin, 22 carries. Tough 80 yards. Um, Whitlow, 8 carries, 28 yards, touchdown. Ryan Davis had 7 receptions, 52 yards. Darius Slayton, 41 yards. Chandler Cox had a big 52 yards. Oh, he had a couple of good catches. Yeah, he on did. third down yeah. longs. Great, great uh, check downs by uh, – Jarrett Stidham on that by keeping his eyes downfield with pressure in his face. Yeah. Canelo, we mentioned, had a touchdown. Uh, Craig Myers and uh, the freshman Seth Williams. Seth Williams. Both of them caught two balls for around 40 yards. It's like 37, yeah, 38. A couple of big catches by a freshman. Uh, I'm glad to see Auburn's getting some freshmen playing time and they're being successful in the game like Alabama has every year. They always have a freshman who, just like Waddle, I mean, who makes, yeah, he makes the game you yep. know, go by. Uh, let's go through Browning, 18 for 32, 296 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, a lot of that, a lot of those yards were on big chunk plays too. Um, yeah, back shoulder, yeah. one-handed catches. I mean, Washington had three catches that were just insane. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, kudos to them too. Yeah, because I mean, it was good defense. They just, he threw the ball where only hit that guy could catch it. Yeah, I mean, an inch, an inch to the left, an inch to the right, they might have dropped it. I mean, it's just perfectly placed ball and a great play by an athlete. Yeah. Uh, Miles Gaskin, 17 attempts, 75 yards. Aaron Fuller emerged for Washington's uh, wide receiver. Oh, uh, yeah. He had uh, seven receptions for 135 yards. He was their go-to. Uh, he was yeah. sure-handed, too. Uh, Ty Jones for Washington, three receptions, 77 yards. Quinton Pounds, the guy that uh, caught the one-handed Catch touchdown in the corner over there on Jamal Dean. Yes, that was his only catch of the game. But that was a hell of a catch. Yeah, that was a great catch by him. Uh, let's go. Let's talk about the. Well, when we mentioned the penalties, it was twelve penalties for Auburn for one hundred and eleven yards. Ten penalties for Washington for yeah. ninety-five, and majority of Washingtons came in the second half. Yeah, I yeah, think they only true. had. I think they only had two in the first half. Yeah, that's true. And we, I mean, we were sitting there thinking, the Big Ten officiating, they're trying to shoot down the SEC. Yeah, they should never come down here because they're not no. used to speed. So <laughs> go back to, up yeah. north where you're struggling to beat, um, you know, Appalachian <laughs> Oregon State. State. Yeah, I mean, my God, <laughs> I just can't stand the Big Ten. Well, let's talk uh, Auburn's defense. The safety Daniel Thomas had eight tackles. Daryl Williams had eight tackles, and I think he was co-SEC Player of the Week. Yes. Uh, he also had that fumble recovery on uh, Nick Coe's strip on that option on play. The, on the option where yeah. he patted the ball out of his hand. Yeah. Jamal Dean had a pick. Um, Auburn had five sacks this game, which, well, I mean, that that's a good number. We, that is a good number. We hit on that on our other, on the first podcast we did, um, how many sacks do you think Auburn had? I think we had the number like five and a half. So, yeah. I mean, that, that that's a good solid number there. Uh, Washington's defense, uh, a linebacker, Ben Kirvin, he had 13 tackles in this game. He was everywhere. Yeah. Um. The the big defensive tackle that Nose was tackle. Replace, replacing uh, Veda V, his name was Greg Gaines. He had five tackles, but it seemed like he was pushing the center into Jared Stum's lap the yes, whole game. Caleb Pym, yeah, he had a rough day with that 316-pound nose tackle. 
Yeah. Yeah, he, he was eating him alive. Washington had two sacks, two pass deflections. Um, Auburn had five sacks. Uh, the money down, which is, you know, third down, it's, you know, it's a stat that, I mean, I think it's one of the biggest stats in, in, in each football game. Auburn went nine for 18 um, on third down conversions. Uh, Washington went five for 14 on uh, third down conversions. Uh, let's see here. This this the story of the game though was Washington had sixteen points in six trips to the red zone. So uh, I mean, you're not gonna win many football games. You go six. That times, sounds like Auburn's offense the past four or five. Yeah, years. you kick a field goal every time it's eighteen points. So that you, might beat you. That might beat LSU. You know, two years ago with Daniel Carlson's eighteen points, but. Uh, you know, Matthew Kill said Top Notch would have beat Alabama. Shout out to Top Notch uh, Athletics. Yeah, it does a great job with them boys. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's uh, well, We have a question here. It says, "Let's talk running back. Let's talk running game." What do you expect going down the road for Auburn's running backs? Levi, go ahead. And answer. Uh, to be honest, Cam Martin, uh, he had a good he had a good good game for his first game. You know, starting. Uh, to me, he is not a between-the-tackles runner. We tried that. It just felt like every time he would run between the tackles, as soon as a hand touched him, he was stopped. With Booby, Jatarvius Whitlow, it was a different point of view for me. It, it, he got through that arm tackle, got to the second level, and made a three- or four-yard run that if Cam Martin would have ran, it would have been a no-gainer, negative yard, or one or two yards. And I mean, honestly, I feel like after after this week, Cam Martin's probably gonna have a big game. Yeah, he'll have a big game because it's cupcake against Alabama State. I feel Booby's gonna get a bunch of carries. Uh, he'll have a he'll he'll be pushing seventy five to one hundred yards. I feel Cam Martin will definitely break a hundred because he'll have more touches. Yeah, but uh, I think you'll see Ace Martin in this next game. Yeah, we saw Sean Shivers for a. For a glimpse. Yeah. I think it was one or two plays he was in. Yeah. He made a big impact. I think he had a 10-yard run or 12-yard run. Yeah. Uh, uh, but starting running back next week, still going to be Cam Martin, I feel like. Um, you better figure it out, though. Yeah. LSU's defense is for real. Yeah, LSU's going to be for real. And I feel like in that LSU game, Booth is going to be the main, uh, main back for Auburn. Cam Martin had 22 carries, 80 yards. That's... But, I mean, this is a different offensive line we're talking about here, you know, for Auburn. You're not running behind Alex Kozan, Austin Golson. Braden you know, Yeah, yeah. Well, who did I say? Yeah, I meant Braden Smith. Alex Kozan was gone last year. Yeah. Um, so, Cam Martin, I mean, Cam Martin and Miles Gaskin, Cam Martin had a couple more carries for five more yards. He had, like, six carries for five more yards. They're built the same. They're, I, I think Cam Martin would be great in the, big, in the Pac-12. Uh, oh yes, definitely. definitely. I just I don't see yeah. him finishing. Um, and another thing, you know, thirteen, fourteen game season for Auburn. And everybody, Gus Mazan continued to say last year and throughout the spring and summer, he was worried about Cam Martin and his pass blocking ability. Yeah. Well, when we have to have, you know, max protection. Yeah. Keep I'm worried about Chandler. our center's pass blocking ability. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody got to help him. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have Chandler Cox back there, and you have your running back, whether it's Booby, Cam. Or Asa or whoever's at running back. When you're at max protection, you're taking away receivers going downfield. That was a big reason why 
Jared Stidham was getting so much pressure on him. Yeah. Because you have less receivers, that means there's got to be at least one or two guys that are double teamed down the field. And it's hard for a receiver to get open once somebody is sitting in that open spot covering that area. And you have to put bodies out there. And to me, I did see Chandler Cox at the full, at the running back position and the shotgun. I saw him there helping out with pass protection. I think that's going to be Auburn's key for the pass protection because he, when he was there, he'd block, he'd check off, he'd chip, go downfield, get checked down, and that's where he caught most of his passes. Uh, he did a great job. So on a lot of passing downs, Auburn fans be expecting to see Chandler Cox back there as a uh, pass protector uh, for at the running back position. Because uh, that right there, that, that leaves up one more guy to put out there going downfield for a pass. Yeah, I like – I mean, Chandler Cox is one of my favorite players on Auburn's offense as long as he's not taking snaps. Yeah, he did that one time in that pass. It's not his fault. They need to quit <laughs> just lining him up as a quarterback. I mean, they've done it in the past three years, and it has yet to work. I have completed just as many passes as Chandler Cox has for the Auburn Tigers. I can throw a spiral, Coach. Can I throw it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just – the game started started off you, – you scored a touchdown – Everybody's everybody's high, and then you want to run out there and do some kind of rinky dink formation with your backup quarterback and for you get a, stuffed at the line of scrimmage. And if he if if Malik Willis would have on that two point conversion, yeah. if he would have waited just another second, you no know, fake that and then bounce back, that guy in motion, I think it was Chandler Cox actually. Yeah, the, no, it was um, it was Anthony Schwartz. It was Schwartz, mm-hmm. wide open corner end zone. Yeah, but who cares? Well, what why, what do you have to gain? It's one point. Exactly. It's one point. Yeah. Let's just kick the field goal. We we almost outcoached ourselves right there. And then, I mean, I get going for two the next time, but I don't. You don't do that. You don't do that first first touchdown of the year. When oh you have God. to get when you have to get three yards, what do you, what does a coach go to? His bread and butter. His one or two plays in his playbook that he knows he's going to get three yards if he's going to run that play. Yeah, Auburn doesn't do that. No, they do a trick play for a three-yarder. Yeah, you've got a first-round talent quarterback as your quarterback. If someone's going to throw the ball, that'd probably be a good guy to let throw the ball. Yeah, <sighs> we'll talk about kicking real real quick. Um, Anders Carlson went three for five, missed a long one, missed a chippy, he hit a fifty-three-yarder. Solid debut for him. You're not. I mean, it was two for four. No, he went three for five. Three for five. Three yeah, for five. Uh, solid debut. Uh, you, you know. Let's let's don't judge him on Daniel Carlson's senior year because Daniel Carlson missed field goals. Yeah, he did. You know, he got his field goals were blocked too. Yeah, so I mean, I, I thought he, I, I'm three for five, long fifty-three yarder. Hey, I'm happy with our kicking. Washington's kicking was awful last year. They did go three for four, long being a thirty-one yard field goal. Um, yeah, that but that big miss, that was a momentum. Swing right there. It was it was a big one. That was a big one because I believe it was right before halftime, mm-hmm. and that would have gave them the lead at halftime, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you can't say enough. You cannot say enough about Kevin Steele's defense uh, for the Auburn Tigers. They they won you the game. Uh, Jared Stenham played phenomenal with behind a offensive line that looked kind of shaky with not much of a running game uh, to throw 273 yards and not throw an interception. Against the best secondary, yeah. or one of the best secondaries in college football, yeah. out, of, out of Washington with Taylor Rapp, 
Uh, another, that's something, too, I was thinking He about. only took two sacks in the game, too. Yeah, and he protected the ball. Yeah, he did. And he was smart with it. Yeah, he and something good. else that I took away, you know, that that was a that was a surprise Auburn didn't go back to. The first few drives, we started throwing a lot of slants behind the linebackers in front of those safeties that were 20 yards deep. The safeties were not giving anything deep. He was throwing rockets, too. Yes. And he was and sticking it in between that's what numbers. Seth Williams caught – Two of his three passes on yeah. with those slants. Craig Myers. And Nate Craig Myers caught about a 30-yard uh, slant off that. Yeah. I was so surprised we didn't go to that. Throw under those sen- uh, under those safeties right over the top of those linebackers. Because those linebackers, they weren't just sitting there. They were sending a little bit of pressure every now and then. Even though, you know, the nose tackle was giving Caleb Kim more than he could handle. Yeah. Uh, um, Auburn, like, I know this game is not um, – I mean, the game coming up – you know, you you'll have a good time. You'll watch it. Pay attention to this game coming up because we really need to. Uh, Auburn needs to fine tune their offensive line, and they need to get a little more physical at the point of attack. And the running backs, you know, I mean, Cam Martin had 20 carries, 80 yards. Who said it? But there weren't many holes to run through. Uh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, yeah, you may see some shakeup on the offensive line this week. I think Chip Lindsey was asked about it in his press conference yesterday. Uh, Talking about Nick Brahms possibly coming back and competing, and he said competition is good for everybody. It's always, you know, it's always a competition. But uh, anyway, you know, Auburn survived, advanced. Washington took it on the chin, and they won't know, drop out of the top ten. They won't drop out of the top ten. I don't. They'll think probably replace us. We'll probably swap six and nine. I don't know if their schedule is going to be good enough for them to get into the playoffs. They still got a twenty-five percent chance. Yeah. That was with losing to Auburn, and now Auburn has a 25% chance with beating Washington. Yeah. Maybe. And that's not because of you know, who's better. It's because of the schedule. Yeah. Now, on the on, real quick on the offensive line, I want to hit on it. On the third third and seven game when a touchdown that Whitlow scored, Prince Wong, who um, – Prince Tega. Yeah, uh, Prince Tega. And Markwell uh, Harrell. Yeah, Markwell Harrell, uh, you know – they they paved the way for that run. I mean, Whitlow didn't get hit until the one yard line. Uh, that they bucked up. They ran yeah. to the strength of the offensive line, which is the left side of the line. And when they had to make a play, they leaned on you know their two best offensive linemen to do so. Yeah, he was not going to be denied. Once he got past the uh, second level, and he got inside that five, he was not going to be denied getting yeah. in that end zone. But week three, Auburn's going to have to run the football. We need, to, we need to set the edge. That is something Auburn did not do at all against Washington. We never set the edge. Uh, all of our screen passes, everybody knows when you're going to throw a screen. Yeah. I mean, that's our bread and butter. We spread you out, and we try to run in between you when we spread you out. Well, if you can stop it in the middle, go ahead and stay spread out. Yeah. So that, that nullifies everything. And one thing, I, the one thing we discussed after the game, Gus Mazan has one offensive game plan. You stop it. You have a great chance of beating Auburn. Make no adjustments whatsoever. You can tell Eli Stove was out because on the jet you didn't see, you didn't hardly even see the jet sweep in this game. And so, I was expecting to see it with Schwartz. I was expecting to see a little more of it because you can do so much off of it, especially on their offense. But you really didn't see it this game. And yeah. uh, Stove being out, I think, hurt that. Uh, we'll go through this, Levi. We both picked Auburn to win this game, so that puts uh, Levi at two and one. Overall, or no, straight up, and uh, one and two. Yeah, you said Auburn was going to be against the spread. 
What was yours? 24 to 17. Yeah, mine was 27 21. Yeah. Uh, I went 3-0 against the spread, so if anybody did a parlay on just my picks, you would have won money. Did you win money? I did not, because I didn't. <laughs> I did not take those three. I wasn't that confident in LSU. But uh, if to you would have took, took my picks, you would have won money. If you took Levi's picks, he'd owed you money. So I wouldn't owe them nothing. Uh, <laughs> and our locks of the week last week was West Virginia yeah. covering over Tennessee. I think they were minus 10. That was easy. They destroyed them. Yeah, easy. Luke stole that one. Uh, and my lock, <laughs> my lock was Auburn and Washington going under the 48.5, which that covered by what about – Nine or ten points, something yeah, like that. it was plenty. You were never worried about that. No, I was not, especially um, with all the turnovers in the red zone. Previewing next week, we're going to try to pick out three. I mean, we're going to hit on everybody, but the biggie is going to be Georgia, South Carolina. The biggie is going to be Georgia, South Carolina, Clemson, Texas A&M. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm ready to dive into that game. Yeah, that, that, that game's going to be good, too. Uh, oh, another tough game is going to be Miami and Savannah State. It could be. Never know. <laughs> Now, they didn't show much last they night. They did not. Malik Rozier might retire. Yeah. <laughs> it looked um, like he was ready at the SEC the went 13-1 and one overall this week, uh, Tennessee being the lone loser. But, I mean, they're, they're at the bottom of the East anyway. Yeah, so. they're at the bottom. And Jeremy Pruitt, he, he's, um, he's going to get it turned around. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. he'll compete with Alabama's of the world, but he will get that turned around. Yeah, and they're they playing West Virginia, years. which is going to be a good team this year. Uh, which have been picked to win the Big 12. Yeah, a lot yeah, of people were picking them to so, beat I mean, Oklahoma and win the Big 12. And it was a tight year. game going into halftime, so I mean, you know, it wasn't an awful showing on Tennessee's part. Um, South Carolina did what they had to do. Georgia did what they had to do. Kentucky was tight for a little while. They ended up blowing it out. Texas A&M looked impressive on Thursday night against. I mean, there was a lot of cupcake games. Oh yes. Um, Auburn beating Washington was big. LSU dominating Miami was big for the SEC. Oh yes. Um, Bama dominating Louisville. What do you think about Clemson? Coming. I, Clemson I watched, but they were playing Furman. So. Yeah, but hey, halftime wasn't like 23-7. to 7 Yeah. 23, yeah. They weren't, I mean, offensively, I don't know if it was a game plan just to, or if they even paid attention to them. They just jumped ahead to Texas A&M. But to me, Clemson, you know, offensively, they weren't where they were last year. Well, going to the spread, um, uh, South Carolina, Georgia. Georgia minus nine, but it's at South Carolina. That's a big number. A&M, Clemson. Clemson 11, and they're at uh, Kyle Field in uh, Ooh, Texas Kyle A&M. Field. Nice. 12 uh, you got Florida and Kentucky, and there's some kind of cra- crazy streak on that game. I think Florida's won 19 or 20 31. straight. 31. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look it up. That ain't I right. see it's 31. Right. <laughs> Defensive back came out today and said they're going to 32nd straight. <laughs> That's not right. That's, that's what I that's what I read. I think it's twenty one. We're gonna check that because I don't I don't think that's right. Okay. But anyway, Florida's gonna uh fourteen point favorite against Kentucky. Florida look Florida look good. Um real quick, your your local teams, Auburn and Alabama State, uh there's not a spread out for that game yet as of today when I looked on it. Uh Bama thirty six and a half against Arkansas State. 11 things happening. <laughs> Jesus. 31 years. 
since the Wildcats have pounced on the Gators. God, and they should have had them last year and the year before. Yeah, they should. They have. missed out on their opportunity. Thirty-one years losing to a team. Yeah. Don't ever doubt me, Luke. Only on four legs. <laughs> if you lose this year before Dan Mullen gets it rolling, it yeah. may be fifty straight. <laughs> um, real quick, USC's playing Stanford. That'll be a good Pac-12 game to watch. Okay. Uh, Two juggernauts going at it. Both of them <laughs> run a pro-style offense. Yeah. And USC, JT Daniels. Uh, didn't check his stats. Uh, he's a true freshman for USC. He played good. Yeah, highly touted coming out of high school. Um, you know, they did what they had to. They beat UNLV pretty good. Um, yeah, Stanford's favorite in that game, minus four. Oh, is it at Stanford? Yes, it is. Okay. Um, and another one that I circled, which is worth noting, Mississippi State is going to have to go to Kansas State, which Auburn went to Kansas State, I think, 2014. Yeah, it was yep. Nick Marshall's second year, and they won a nail-biter. Yeah. Yeah, Kansas State's a hard place to play. Um, Mississippi State's only favored in that game uh, seven and a half points. So, uh, And that'll be Nick Fitzgerald's first game since that gruesome injury he suffered in the Egg Bowl. Um, yeah. Last year, but uh, we'll we'll probably preview South Carolina, A and M, and who else? Uh, we'll probably go uh, Florida, Kentucky, or Mississippi State, Kansas State. One of those two. It'll probably miss, be Mississippi State, Kansas State, or both. It could be four games next yeah, week. Yeah, we'll just look at them yeah. both. Um, uh, we got one prediction already from Matt Pate. He says Clemson's going to win thirty-five, twenty-one to twenty-one. I could see that. I but could too, but man. That's that's a, that's a lot of points. It is, and I mean, Kellen Mond looked good. He did look good. Again, and I can see why. I mean, for him to win a starting job over Nick Starkle, you know, he had to improve with his passing because he can run. He's yeah. a great he's a great runner. Yeah. So he had to improve his passing because Nick Starkle last year was lights out when he was playing when he was healthy. There'll be no love lost in that game if Dabo Sweeney gets up on Jimbo Fisher. He's going to score as many points as he possibly can. Same as the other way. I don't see Texas A&M ever being able – if they win this game, it's going to be close. They're not going to be able to curb stomp them. But it could go where, you know, Clemson gets ahead and, you know, can keep scoring. Devos, Devos when he's going to keep scoring on uh, Jimbo yeah. Fisher. Yeah, and those are just some things we're going to cover later on. Uh, we'll try to get this podcast up uh, this Friday. Yeah, uh, Friday. For our predictions about the weekend's game slate. And then, you know, as we get into the season uh, – Better games are going to pop up. SEC play starts uh, this weekend with Kentucky, Florida, uh, who was South Carolina, Georgia. That's going to be South Carolina might might have you know. I predict South Carolina to beat Georgia. Yeah, we yeah, predicted uh, South Carolina to win the East this year. Uh, you know, I know I saw Justin Fields throwing and playing in that game this weekend. Yeah. The kid can run. The kid can throw. He's going to be tough to beat after next year. He won't be playing next year. I said after next year. Yeah. I think I think he'll get tired of it and transfer. I think he'll transfer. Yeah. I don't know why. He should have he went to Auburn. I don't even want to talk about it. Well, we got Bo Nix coming in. That's true. Jerry's we do have Bo Nix coming in. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we'll do it live again. And, uh, oh, Bella Baker said, hey, Levi, what happened to Miami? If you would have been listening at the beginning of the podcast, Bella, not trying to be rude like Saban was. <laughs> yeah, let's don't jump on yeah. a woman here. I uh, know. I don't want to, you know, you know, yell at somebody. Just quit asking <laughs> me. 
<laughs> answer the question <laughs> and they will quit asking that's how i see it <laughs> but you know we win some and lose some and this and well know. no actually i've won all and lost none you lost some money too everybody lost money <laughs> i lost twenty dollars <laughs> i lost twenty dollars <laughs> yeah but you're over three on the podcast that's everybody fine. listens to that's fine we got a long season Okay. Hey, that might be my only two losses of the year. In our next podcast, we'll have our records up here behind us. Oh, my God. So, uh, we'll do that Friday night. If I was winning, would we do that? No. <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> we'll do that uh, next podcast. Um, you know, have some questions. Like the page. Uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah, I, I like doing it live. That way we can interact with some people. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get, us talking get some more points. listeners. Ask us some questions. Yeah. Share the video if you watch this. And uh, we will uh, we will be with you all Friday night. Uh, enjoy the game tonight. Florida State, uh, Virginia Tech. I looked at that spread earlier. I think it was like three. I, I can't remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, well. I'm we'll gonna, make a prediction right here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, is this counting towards the overall standings? <laughs> yeah. You go first. This guy is trying you go to first. get. He's trying to get back in the game. You got to get a loss. You go first. I'm not, I'm not picking this game. You I did pick. not study it. All right. Okay. I would pick Florida State based off of athletes. I feel like Florida State's recruiting. Uh, it's a little bit better than their favorite Tech's. in the game. They are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would take Florida State to win this game. I would say uh, 31 to 24. Mm. I think it'll be more. Lower scoring. I think it would be 23. I don't know. Uh, you know what? After last night's game with LSU scoring 27 points in the first half, I don't know if anything's lower scoring. <laughs> yeah, I know in Hawaii was 59 to 49 against Navy or something like that. That was ridiculous. Yeah. But um, anyway, we're going to sign off. This is 48 minutes. We said we're going to try to do it in 30. So we yeah. went over again. But uh, rambling. appreciate it, everybody. Uh, if you please, if you watch it, you enjoyed it, like it. Share it. We need we'll more keep you posted later on throughout the week. Uh, we'll try to ask questions throughout the week, get your reactions, see, get your point of view on certain situations happening in the world of college football, SEC, ACC, whatever. Uh, Go ahead. One more thing I want to say is everyone saying that the Big Ten, whatever that is, the East or the West, whichever one's got all of them in it, that Penn State, Ohio State. Michigan. Yeah, whoever keeps – I know Brock Hewitt said it of ESPN. I, I heard it a lot this week. That's the best division in college football. Shut up. Don't say that anymore. Ohio State gave up 31 points to Oregon State. To Oregon State. They scored 77, and the best team in the Big Ten didn't even have their coach <laughs> there. Penn State should have lost Appalachian State. Sure. Uh, Michigan State, they had to go in overtime. Overtime. With, with whoever it was. They were, who were they playing? It was a, it was a nobody. Uh, Michigan got curb stomped against uh, uh, Notre Dame, which I mean I hate it, but that, you know that's how it was. Uh, Chris Hope said, "Gross statues." I can't. I shade it this morning. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's just let's quit saying that the Big Ten. I mean, you know, uh, Ohio State won it the first year of the playoffs. Kudos to them. But let's 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 don't. SEC's king of college football, and SEC West flex their muscles this weekend. When the Big Ten wins. Back to back national championships. Yeah, and then, you, then you can say you're king. And the only team that's done it out of the SEC is Alabama. But you know what? That's we true. we got to play them every yeah, year. So that's true. yeah. So anyway, uh, forty nine minutes. We're signing off. Um, we'll see y'all Friday night. Enjoy it. See you. Good God.
would you like to end this video? If you want to. If you end the live video now, you want to end the live. In. That was good, Levi. Yeah, it's posted, I think. How do I make it go down? Oh, no. Oh, no. You delete it. No.